It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. E-S-N-Y. All right, what up? And welcome back. Episode 118 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, your hosts, Ryan Honey and Robert Lennon. This podcast is brought to you by Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Uh, two losses, unlike last week, which was a uh, second straight win for the Giants and a comeback win for the Jets, uh, in which Donald Trump apparently called Robert Sala after the game. I don't know what propelled him to do that. It's not like this is the only like last second. It's not like he's the only comeback win uh, in the last couple of years. I don't know why that. I don't know. That's a weird story, but. Not like last week, Giants and Jets both won that week. This time around, we got the Jets losing to Joe Burrow. Um, no Mike White magic this time. Obviously, didn't even play. Joe Flacco uh, played his uh, started his final game because Zach Wilson is probably going to come back in week four this Sunday against Pittsburgh. Uh, so, yeah, Jets uh, now one and two. Giants lost their first game of the year Monday night. Dropped a 23 to 16 game against the Cowboys. Uh, but it's clear. Rob, I'm going to start with this because I said it last week. I think I said it some variation of this. Salah's going to be on the hot seat. We're just not talking about it yet. Yeah. Every single loss brings us closer to that. Every single loss brings us closer to that eventual conversation and potential conversation. I'm not going to jump the gun and say he's absolutely going to be fired. Like, and it's just going to be a uh, downward spiral from here. But every loss brings us closer to the conversation where is size. I can't confirm that Salah is going to be back next year. I think they'll give him the rest of the year at least. But I mean, with every loss, it hurts his chances of definitely being back next year. This fan base is so impatient and they thought this was the year. Joe Douglas was making moves in 2020, thinking about 2022. He was thinking about 2022 when he sent Jamal Adams to Seattle for two firsts. It was all supposed to be this year. And it if it's, you know, they're one and two now. If they're one and three in a couple and uh, by Sunday and Zach Wilson returns and he isn't that good. I mean, there's it brings us closer to that conversation, no? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends. Uh, like you said, I think it's obvious that he's going to get the year. I mean, Matt Rule is still coaching and clearly that team is, isn't going to be anything with him. Um so, oh God, Matt rules and he's not in Matt rule territory. That's what I'm saying. Like he's not like in a spot where no, two more no. losses is going That's to. I think no matter what, he'll have the till the end of this year, and it, then they'll reevaluate. Um, you know, it's it's tough, but at the end of the day, like none none of nothing not not like everything that's happening is so is like yes, there's a lot of ups, there's a lot of like good sides. Like for instance, Max Mitchell has looked very good for being such a late round pick. Um, and oh, what are the starting what? lineup? That's that's true, but like, what a disaster that tackle spot is. 
it's looking more and more like they should have drafted a tackle in the first round. <laughs> yeah, it's looking. But then again, like sauces looks phenomenal, and so is Garrett Wilson. So it's like, <clears throat> and who are we That's, taking? Yeah, the, yeah it's, or Evan Neal. I mean, look at the end of the day, Max Mitchell has outperformed the both of them so far. So I'm not. Evan Neal was Evan Neal was terrible last night. Yeah, and I'm not saying like long terrible. Time that they're going to be bad. I don't think that. I think that no, I don't think so either. I mean, fine, but yeah. Think, like hypothetically say, like speaking, Max Mitchell has been better so far, and therefore, you know, it it's, you know, so. But then again, like we didn't have depth besides Mitchell. He's been a nice well, surprise. But, he, Mitchell has been a nice surprise given the situation, given like the disaster at that whole position. With yeah, I mean, you have Becton going down and play. they signed Dwayne Brown. Year. He can't play. Now, George Fan is hurt. He's out until at least week eight. It's a disaster at that spot. Yeah, they signed two guys today to like kind of cover their asses. But the thing is, is we knew that, I mean, you look like the people that we signed, like you knew Makai had a chance of getting injured. He has a history of it. Yeah. You know, Font could get injured. He has a history of it. You knew. Like, you signed Dwayne Brown, who's 37. So, like, you know one injury, and the guy's probably pretty right. screwed. And it just all happened, and they didn't have the depth. Now they got it now. So I'm sure that Mitchell will hold down the right, which would be good, because I think he's doing well, and he deserves it. And then looking at the left, you know, they, they signed two guys. So hopefully one of them can be decent. But the problem is is, is we're kind of getting into this. We're getting into what we're, we almost had with, almost what the Giants are going through or, or what we had with Donald where it's like, Zach may have the weapons, but now if the O-line plays poorly, here's the debate that comes in again. Oh, mm. we didn't have a good O-line, so we couldn't properly evaluate him. Kind of like last night with Daniel Jones. He didn't have a bad game, but they didn't win. You know, the O-line made him like look worse than he actually oh, was. Oh, the offensive line. The offensive line, the Giants' offensive line through the first two weeks wasn't great. They didn't look horrible because I think some of the struggles were masked by the fact that the left tackle spot is fine. I mean, yeah. Thomas has become one of the better left tackles already in the league this year. Yeah. I mean, you stack that on to last year's performance. And, I mean, you have someone who finally they seem like they have the answer uh, for the left tackle spot after dealing with Nate Solder and Eric Flowers and basically everybody else yeah. uh, for the last decade. So that's fine. So the, the the offensive line wasn't great, but they weren't horrible weeks one to two. Last night they were atrocious. I'm pretty yeah. sure Daniel Jones got pressured 24 times, which is I gotta look up the number, but I think Daniel Jones got pressured 24 times, which is the most a Giants quarterback has been pressured in a single game since 2009. Yeah, I mean, and so 2009. That's that in, that span includes 10 years of Eli. 11 years of Eli. And Eli is not a mobile guy. Eli was never, yeah. It, like, it's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he, it, with Eli, like, sometimes it's more so his fault because he can't move. Yeah, like Flacco. Like, it was. Like, yeah, exactly. Like Flacco. Um, you know, Jones could at least move, but he was still pressured, ended up being pressured 24 times. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jones I mean, is someone who can get outside the pocket right away. Like Eli yeah. was never like that. So the fact that Daniel Jones was pressured 24 times in a single game shows you that there are there are legitimate growing pains with the entire unit, uh, with the exception of Andrew Thomas. Because yeah, so you're, you're basically your four positions are basically 
outside yeah. of tackle on a performance. Because, first of all, Ben Bredesen is starting at left guard. He wasn't even supposed to be the starter. He's just starting because Shane Lemieux's on IR, and it's not it's not clear when he's going to return. Uh, John Feliciano is new. Uh, Mark Lewinsky, the right guard, is new. Mark Lewinsky got uh, trucked last night by Micah Parsons. Yeah, I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw that replay, but Michael Parson comes on a stunt and he just blows up Mark Lewinsky. It was yeah. bad. But and then Evan Neal obviously last night allows Demarcus Lawrence to sack Daniel Jones three times. Yeah, that was bad. like that's a that's that's a like two times is is it's atrocious. Bad. Yeah, three times. Three times. Bad. Yeah, it was two times in the first half, and then I'm pretty sure on the Giants' opening drive in the second half. It happened again. <laughs> like, yeah. it just like, I was like, oh, my God. Now, he'll get better. I mean, it's, it's, it's it was, it was his third game. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no I'm not one to yet. preach. I, I'm not one to preach too much patience because I do think if you're going to be relied on to start in an NFL game, you got to play like you've been there before. Yeah. Like, everybody is being relied on to start and everybody is being relied on to fulfill a significant role, regardless of if you're, uh, you know, longtime veteran or first-year player. Yeah. Like, I, I don't try to preach patience all too much and give them too many excuses early. I'll give them excuses because they're young and inexperienced, but I won't go over the top with excuses just because I think you still have an obligation and a responsibility to fulfill the role as a starter. And so when you have the game that Evan Neal had last night, you know, it, it's it was it, it was one of the top three reasons for why this team lost. Because they couldn't get anything going offensively all night. They can't score any points because the offensive line isn't good. Yeah. So when you have that and you have a defense that can't stop the run, pretty sure Tony Pollard ran for 105 yards and Dak got 70, I think, or maybe 73. I'd have to look up the exact numbers. They were near 200 yards in rushing, the Cowboys were, which is obviously the game plan going in the entire time because they wanted to take pressure off Cooper Rush because yeah. it's yeah. Cooper Pollard, Rush. Pollard, Pollard's good. Yeah, they're going to run. They're going to use that duo running back to take pressure off of Cooper Rush. And that's exactly what they did. And the Giants couldn't take them out of the game. They couldn't weaken their impact. And uh, their offense. And then on the flip side, the Giants offense can't keep up. Because once you score like 20, if you score 23 points in the Giants. It's game. Like that's yeah. Now, that's still maybe that's hopefully not going to be the case down the road with Dable, but with a guy like Daniel Jones and these receivers in this offensive line. Yeah, you're not going to score a bunch of points and they haven't. So especially with Shepard out for the year now, that position group is that is becoming thinner and thinner because they even playing. Tony was out with a hamstring injury. um, Monday night that was so hyped before the season and really just has not done anything yet. Not saying that he won't. However, this season has been it's a very the, a the, big disappointment. The wide receiver group is a very weird position because it now it's becoming thinner and thinner because Shepard's out for the year. Um, they don't trust Galladay. They're going to get rid yeah. of him next offseason. They don't trust Tony. They might get rid of him ne- next offseason and he can't stay healthy. Uh, and then you have. Wando Robinson has been out since week one. I don't know when he's returning. It could be this coming Sunday, but who, um, that's not confirmed yet. And then 
Darius Slayton for some reason is on is still on the roster. You could have gotten rid of him in the in uh, the preseason and saved two and a half million dollars uh, in cap space, which I understand it's only two and a half million dollars. But if you saw the Giants' financial situation, they needed every bit of that two and a half million dollars. Yeah. Every other day they're over the cap. Like they can't. It's it's such a bad financial situation. They didn't get rid of him. They brought him back on a much reduced salary. Like they're not paying him anything. But why give him the roster spot if you're not going to give him a shot? Like, they yeah. got to give him a shot now. You're gonna you you might see a good amount of Darius Slayton next game because they don't trust Galladay. They don't trust Tony. Tony can't stay healthy. Rondo Robinson might not play. Shepard's out for the year. So what are you going to rely on David Sills and Richie James the entire game? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean. it, Darius Slayton's going to play. I mean, he had 14 snaps last night. He didn't have a catch, I don't think. Galladay's going to play, too. I mean, no matter what, you have to play him. Dude, that Galladay, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. Like, they can't do anything. They can't do any. Oh, no, I was going to say they can't do anything about, like, him right now. Like, no. they just have to wait like, until next offseason to release him. But you him. have to, like, at this point, you have to play him. Like, you, like, and I know we played last night, but you have to play him. There's no, like. Played last night. Did you is, see the is, drop? Yeah. Well, I mean, he sucks. Oh. But. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, is, is if you don't, if you just end up with, with James Sills and what? Slayton David there, Sills. David Sills. And, yeah, like what? and Richie James. <laughs> Richie James, David Sills, two guys most people, most NFL fans have never even heard of coming into the season. And Darius Slayton, who, you know, I think maybe people have heard of him. But you go, you go well, with yeah. those three guys and you guys face the Bears next week. Uh, like, they're just going to blitz. Like, it's plain and simple. Like. Mm-hmm. You can man cover those guys. The only problem that you'll have is Saquon, and you. I just you, and if you're blitzing that heavy, you're gonna have to have him stay back to help. So like, do you really trust those three guys to get open consistently? And not only that, but like, and Daniel Jones to throw a good ball. Like the question is, is right like, with these injuries that you're looking at now, it's like if if you're a defensive coordinator going into this game plan, blitz the shit out of Daniel Jones. Clearly, the offensive line can't do anything. And man cover everybody else, and maybe they get a few catches, a few big plays, but it's also just as good of a chance if you get a pick or you get a huge fumble sack, like a strip sack. Like, I mean, you're getting to the point now where it's like like the first two weeks went well, and then week three, I think, didn't – like it wasn't horrible. Like you stayed in the game, but now it's like is this going to be the start of like really bad football from the Giants? Like is this going to be like – the Giants throwing up under 10 points, like, you know, and are they just going to... No, I, under, I understand. I understand. Out? I understand where you're coming from. You're asking if, like, they have come back down to earth. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, question. I don't... What's that? I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that's the question. I'm not saying it's true. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen week over week. I'm just saying, like... The problem is, is there's never... The Giants have been so bad in recent years that you can't look at their their schedule at, at all at this point and say like oh yeah that's a win right there that's a win right there because they're not a good team no i can name so many players i can name multiple starters off the top of my head right now that won't be on this team next year because joe shane is going to clean house with this roster oh, yeah. he's going to get rid of everybody that um at any gettleman guy is it's it's is gone mm-hmm. like next year if if they finish how I think they're going to finish, which is with not that many wins, I think, you know, they that's a good, you know, it's 2-0 start. It was good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they the Titans don't look good. And 
Baker Mayfield isn't a starting quarterback. Yeah. So it's – if I if they finish the way I think they're going to finish, which is around – I'll say five or six wins. Yeah. I, I originally cool. said like four, but then all of a sudden it's a 2-0 and start, so like maybe just add a couple now. So I'll say yeah, like five, five or six is fair. I'll say five or six. That's not going to get them to the playoffs, obviously. No. Um, unless the NFC East is just that bad uh, the rest of the way. But uh, so they're going to have to clean house. So they're going to get rid of uh, off the top of my head, Jones, Barkley, Shepard, Slayton, Galladay, maybe Tony, uh, Leonard Williams, Adoree Jackson, possibly. And then possibly Julian Love won't be on the roster next year. You're going like you're going to be full rebuild. Like, well, there's a well, well, it's not it's well, first of all, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're rebuilding. Yeah. Yeah, they're not yeah, trying well, to. They're not trying to I mean, fix like, stuff quick. I mean, you're more like if you you get rid of you know Williams Barkley like I mean you're looking at a, a gutted roster. You're oh, yeah. not gonna have much. But the problem is they you know but the thing is they don't have a choice at some spots like the Galladay because of the contracts are so bad. Well, Galladay has to go. Jones well, unless he takes like a super low salary is gone. No, um, no, they're not going to, even if guy. you, even if you wanted to take a super low salary, I don't, Joe, Shane's not going to bring him back because yeah. that's I not mean, Shane's, Shane didn't draft him. That's what happens. A new GM comes in. He wants his own head coach, uh, own quarterback. Uh, and then, yeah. So I, like, Shane probably getting rid of Jones. I mean, that's not probably definitely going to get rid of Jones unless Daniel Jones is a total star of the last 14 games somehow. I mean, Jones was good last night. Threw the yeah. ball away when he had to, and he he should have been sacked twenty four times, and yeah. he somehow was able six by Trayvon, but that yeah, that's time. also true. That went right through his hands. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know how he um, did not catch that. But. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Shepard caught it. Shepard kept his yeah. eyes on it. But yeah, I'm saying, uh, I've said it before. Jones has to be a star the rest of the year, and they have to win games and, and make the playoffs games, yeah. and the comeback. So I don't think that's gonna happen. Barkley, I can't see Shane re-signing a running back, especially with the decline in value at the running back position in recent years. Shepard, they brought back on a reduced salary this year, and if he's suffering another season-ending injury, they're not going to bring him back. No. Uh, Slayton hasn't caught on with his coaching staff at all. He'll be gone. Galladay will be gone. Tony, there's a possible. I think possibly could go either or. Uh, yeah. I, they would, they would try to trade him. They would try to trade him. They're not just cutting him. They would try to trade him because yeah, there's talent yeah, yeah. there. But you're not going to get, you're not going to get much for him. Because there's talent there. There's talent that's there. That's obvious. Injury and. Exactly. But there's talent there. So I think yeah, they try to get a trade done. And then Leonard Williams contract is way too expensive. So is a Dory Jackson's. Um, and then. I said Julian Love, but only because his rookie contract is coming to an end. And I don't know yeah. if they would just resign. A safety or because you got to think about positional value. Yeah, of course. Because they're probably going to try to re-sign Xavier McKinney after this year because he doesn't yeah. have he, he's a second rounder, so he doesn't have the fifth year. So they got to re-sign oh. him. Yeah, and that's the been, thing. He's been very good, so they would definitely be trying yeah, was, to get him. Yeah. yeah, they'll try to re-sign him after this year probably, and then I think if he's good enough, like if if he's terrible the rest of the year, who knows? Like we still got 14 games left for yeah, all, yeah, it's, all it's, season. It's way too early but, to really talk about exactly what's going to happen. But the Giants, Giants got. Uh, the, we only talk about Giants offseason because we know that's going to be the offseason where the Giants are going to make a bunch of moves. 
Yeah, and they have that's to, that's they that's what the plan is for. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But speaking of like, I just want to talk about this because I was watching the game and it infuriated me how bad the Jets D line was. I mean, it was atrocious, especially when you have Quinn Williams who's playing at an extremely high level, Pro Bowl level this year. And I mean, the, you're going up against debatably the worst O line in the in the league, and like we sacked Burrow once or twice. Like, I mean, we did, and like Bryce Huff hasn't seen the field, and he's our. It's like when it comes to a pure edge rusher, he's probably our second best, like pure, just pure edge rusher. Because JFM isn't really a pure edge rusher. Mm-hmm. And you have Jermaine and Clemens, who you know they're still young. Like, I just don't get how it all makes sense. Like, and I think. And I, I don't think the issue is necessarily with Salah. Obviously, it's a bad look for Salah because Salah is a defensive first coach. He's a defensive coach, obviously. I just think that, like, I don't know. And there was another miscommunication that led to the Jamar touchdown. Like, I don't know what's going on on the defense, but clearly it's not working. I don't know if Salah needs to take over play calls. I don't it's, know yeah. exactly what needs to happen. But, like, the, no, this, this defense this is not. This defense was good for the first half of the first game. That's yeah, the only yeah. time they've really been good in the Sala Jeff Olbert era. Yes, and and the thing I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's like Jeff's it, like if Jeff's doing something wrong. Like you had another miscommunication that led to another touchdown, and the safeties haven't been good. Pointer and Whitehead haven't been good, and you know you have the thing is is you have Quinton playing at a high level. Carl Lawson hasn't produced like we wanted to, but he has the most QB pressures in the league. So it's not as bad as it looks. You have DJ Reed and Sauce who have looked very good so far. So like all this is adding up that the defense should be good. Like it all makes sense. However, I don't know what's going wrong. Like looking at the statistics from the Bengals, I think it was when the Bengals were played in cover two, like they couldn't do anything. And yet the Jets were in cover two, like in the first half, like less than 10% of the time. I don't remember the exact numbers, but like, when things work against a team, you have to do them. And don't get me wrong, obviously, the Bengals would game plan for going up against cover two. But whatever we were doing clearly wasn't working because they because Burrow was just throwing the ball all over us. I mean, you had Jamar and, you know, DJ Reed locking down, not locking down, but doing well enough against two of the very good young receivers in the game with T. Higgins and Jamar. But, you know, you have Tyler Boyd break a nine, break what, like a 70-something yarder or 60-something yarder because – because Whitehead couldn't make a tackle. Um, you know, you have another miscommunication that apparently wasn't Sauce's fault. It was Whitehead's or Pointer's fault for, like, not coming over to cover Jamar. Like, there were so many issues that were just happening where it's like, if you just think about, like, these few plays where if the defense was, like, maybe if the defense played a little better, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's the player's fault or Ulbrich's fault, whatever it is. But like, It's the coaching like, staff. I think it's the coaching staff, and I think it's the coaching staff. You're Absolutely. To the point where Sala, like we said, it's possible that he's on the hot seat. I think he has to, like, fucking man up and be like, "I'm taking over the play calls." I think he should do that because it's not working, and something needs to change. And and you can and and it's clearly the coaching, like in my opinion. So change it. Let Sala make the play calls, and like go from there because Lafleur can run the offense, especially with Zach coming back. You don't have to worry about Flacco moving at Mach negative eight in the backfield and not being able to avoid a hit and basically throwing the ball. I mean, I could go on and on about how bad Flacco was in that game. I mean, took a deep shot in the end zone and just threw it out of bounds. We were third and five, and he threw it one-on-one with Elijah, who, don't get me wrong, I love Elijah, but you need five yards to continue the drive. 
Flacco looked atrocious. I mean, atrocious. Mm-hmm. And anyone that says, like, the Jets are screwed, same old Jets, I understand that sentiment. But, like, watching that game, you cannot say it gets worse with Zach. You really cannot say it gets worse with Zach because he, like... Yeah, he, but there's a just... I feel like there's a huge fear that it's not much different with Zach. I mean, you, you, I mean, everyone's going to have like, their opinions. Like, you, like I, I, Zach I, isn't I, a proven guy yet. So, like, no, exactly. Be, now, I think it'd be down on him. And I think that's fair. But, like, Zach is a mobile guy who can get in and out of the pocket. Zach has better arm talent. I thought Flacco had better decision making. After last game, I'm not so sure that Flacco has better decision making. No, so, Flacco, no, Flacco does have better decision making because he's more experienced. He's just not up to. Yeah, he's, but he's just not the type of quarterback that's a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. No, no. I and, think he has better. I think I don't think Zach Wilson has great decision making right now. No, he doesn't. No, I'm saying not like right now. Like obviously he's not starting right now, but I'm saying like up to this point. From what we've seen, yeah, he has. Yes, he has. He makes at the pro level, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, he makes mistakes. I think I think Flacco is a much better decision maker be, just because he's been in the league so long and he has that experience. But the like the this offense isn't made for that type of quarterback. I feel like no, but, it's not. And this offensive line with what it's been the first three weeks, you know, it's it, that's not the type of quarterback that you want in the backfield. I'm talking no. Flacco. Yeah, yeah. So you need someone like Zach, kind of like Jones, who can move around. Get out of right. the pocket and make plays on the run. Make like, make plays with his legs, which is what yeah, we I'm, have now with Zach. And I don't think they're well coached. I just I I don't I don't think I mean, they're I, well I coached. Never liked, right now. I never liked Ulbrich. Like I never did. I always like I I just didn't like him. And it's clear now. Like and it's a poor reflection on Salah. So I'm really confused as to why. And I don't even I haven't even really heard too much about Salah becoming the play caller. Like I think that that should be at the forefront of like. Hey, your defense is bad. You're a defensive coach. You've had success. Yeah. Like, why aren't you saying, okay, I'm taking over the play calls? Mm-hmm. If if it goes, if the Jets give up more than 20 points to the Steelers next week, something has to change. I don't know if it's solid taking the play calls. Overick is fired. Something has to happen because the Steelers' offense is atrocious. Like Mitch Trubisky is not good, as we've seen so far. Like, he's starting. He's going to start in Week Four again. He's going to start against the Jets. We got to get home to him. We got to stop Najee. And then they have Deontay, Pickens, and Claypool, who, in all honesty, we faced faced the Bengals last week, who have Jamar T, who are much better than the two just previously named, and Burrow, who's 10 times better than Mitch. So, like, we gave up, what, 27 points? Yeah, 27 to 12. We should be – they should be under 17. Like, we should – like, we should – Unless Zach, you know, makes like multiple mistakes, throws a few picks, fair. But like we, like this defense needs to figure it out this week and do and like they have, like we have to win this game. And like I think that's the thing that a lot of people, like people are impatient and people are like, oh, like you know, same old Jets. Like this is a game we have to win, or I think this season. Yeah. Like, no, I yeah. I think at this point. Now I don't want to jump the seasons. I don't want to jump the seasons over, but I get what you're saying. But this is like, a game where if you want to at least be in some sort of realm of playoffs, you have to win this game. Like, if you want to even be in the hunt come week 15, this is a game you have to win. This is Because right. our schedule is not easy. Miami's 3-0. Bills are 2-1. And the Patriots are never going to be easy. Like, we're in a tough division. And we haven't faced them yet at all. 
and there's no thing there's nothing saying that we can beat the bills or the or the dolphins so mm-hmm. you, you know assuming that's two losses you're yeah. looking at what we're one and two you're you're now we are at six losses already we probably split with the pats now you're at seven so you do not want to read the upcoming schedule so if you're if jets lose to steelers right one and three um and then you got uh jets got dolphins packers on the road broncos on the road home against new england home against uh buffalo probably lost i mean uh in new england yeah i mean you're looking at so many games that are i mean the broncos aren't as good the jets could beat the broncos 100 percent of jets could beat the broncos i 100 believe that no i don't think so I think the Jets could beat the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos are that good, but I don't think the Jets are good at all. I'm not saying the Jets will beat them. I'm saying the Jets could beat them. Like Maybe. The I guess. The sure. The Jets could beat the Broncos. I'm saying out of those games you just listed, I think. I don't think they're beating. I, I, I don't think they're beating Miami. I don't think they're beating Buffalo either. I think Buffalo is a better team than Miami. I, I, I know I understand that Miami just won, but I think Buffalo's a better team. I think if yeah, you if that's if that is a like I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if that's an AFC conference championship, I'm taking Buffalo, regardless no, of regardless of where which uh, yeah, who's got home Buffalo. field. I'm taking Buffalo. Yeah, I'm taking Buffalo. no, but I'm taking so, I'm taking Josh Allen over Tua, and and yeah. it, whoever isn't is out of their mind. Yeah, I know he just threw for six touchdowns, but that's because Mike McDaniel. That's because Mike McDaniel is a genius, and he's three and zero. That's all. Mike McDaniel's going to win coach of the year. Were wide open on now Mike McDaniel's coach of the year. But speaking of the hype around, like, because people are saying two is in the top five MVP conversation. Obviously, through <laughs> six touchdown passes. I know, I know this. I, Tua has eight touchdown passes. He threw six in a single game. So these other two games, he wasn't that good. Like he was no, not I know. that good. It, it's, it, like, I, and that's what I don't understand is like, don't get me wrong. I'll give Tua his, and I was wrong. I said Jalen Hurts. I didn't like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has looked very good. Tua has looked good. I didn't like Tua. But let's not start acting like Tua is a like a top. No, you'll you'll see, see and like that. give it like give it like another month where they'll add like four or five weeks uh onto um like the stats. So yeah, it even it evens out. More. It evens out like, more. Because like, right now he right now he's like, got. He's got if he had that six touchdown game in week one, <laughs> Tua would be the league leader in every statistical category. And, that, and that's, you could just be like, oh, Tua is the league leader. And it's like, yeah, it's been yeah. one week. Give it yeah. like four or five more weeks to just to even it out. And like, he's not going to be in that thought. Or he might be. Who knows? Because yeah, be, he probably will be because Mike McDaniel. He might throw six touchdowns on the Jets. Who knows? Well, they got oh, that would be hilarious. Then that would be. I'd cry. I would cry if Tua threw six touchdowns passes on the Jets. Because I'm not a two guy. I said it before the season. I, I'm not a Jalen Hurts guy. I'm eating my words on Jalen Hurts. I'm not eating my words on Jimmy G, though, as he ran out of the back of the end zone. I just want to Oh, my God. <laughs> For everyone saying that. That was an Jimmy awful G, game. Look at that. That was, was an awful game. How does Jimmy G get through, walk out of the back of the end zone for a safety and throw a pick six at the same time? That's my question. Because if you watched the whole play, he would have. Oh, yeah. That... <laughs> so I just want yeah. to sit here and say, Jimmy G. It's not good. Like, I hate anyone that's like, Jimmy G's a winner. He, no, he's not. He hasn't won anything. He hasn't won anything, and he's, he's terrible. They scored, what, 10 points? 10 points? Yes. And the Broncos scored 11 and won the game. And the reason they had 11 is because <laughs> yeah, it was a, It was a terrible game. I didn't even, like, 
what an awful eleven to ten. Was that Scorigami? It might have been Scorigami. It's got to be unless someone like like unless previously that's I don't know how that would have previously happened. That's my favorite account. Oh, Scorigami is the greatest. Even the even the announcers talk about Scorigami now. Oh yeah, big time. I mean, it's got uh, three hundred and twenty-five thousand followers. So I just looked that up. (laughs) Somebody that has like speaking of that game, Russ has looked so bad. Russ has looked bad since midway through twenty twenty. Yeah, and it's just been me. I was hanging out with Adam. Not always bad, but like, you know, like he he hasn't been himself since midway through the first half of 2020. He looked like he was the best version of himself ever. It looked like I'm like, it's like, oh, my God, now it's his prime. Like, yeah, he was so dominant. And then ever since he's just been okay, good sometimes, not good other times, mediocre. He like I don't I understood sort of why. Denver wanted to make a move for a quarterback like that because yeah. Denver has been desperate for a quarterback since Peyton Manning walked out that door. Oh, I mean, yeah. they, they've had to, they've had decent rosters, but have had to deal with Trevor Simeon and Brett Rippon and Flacco and Paxton Lynch and Brock Osweiler who t- Bridgewater is okay. Uh, Drew Locke, everybody. They yeah. had to they they had to go through they could not find a quarter so I understand them making a move for a quarterback like that who isn't hasn't been consistently good since 2020 but was elite as recent as 2020 in the beginning of the year yeah. and I'm talking elite like he was the him him and Kyler were like sort of I don't know Kyler was very much up there but as far as like the MVP conversation like through well, week I mean, eight I mean, that year. I mean, Russ was, like, the guy. He was the MVP. No, like, he was the guy. He was yeah. the guy. So I understand Denver making a move for a guy like that, but the contract is enormous. Yeah, and they re-signed to it. It's, I mean, I, it, like, it, he has no, that's what I'm that, saying. The contract Denver signed him to. Yeah, I know. Now they have to win a title with him. And can he yeah. win a title? I don't think so. Because I, yeah. think, I don't think he's going to be able to compete consistently in that division. Mahomes hasn't division. beat Herbert hasn't beat every time. And I think Carr's gonna have him beat maybe half the times. Yeah. So what how many division games is he gonna win every year? Two? One? Like yeah, I could tough. see they are going to be and I saw multiple power rankings in the offseason so high on Denver. Like they're like number seven in the power rankings. I don't even think they're gonna make the the postseason. Yeah, and the Raiders aren't looking like they're making a postseason either. They're 0-3. No. They're what, 0-3? Yeah, they're 0-3. Yeah. Saw Josh McDaniels had to have a closed-door meeting with uh, uh, Mark Davis. Not good. He'll be back He'll be back in New England in a year. Yeah, <laughs> Could right. Could you imagine? Devontae's calling up Aaron Rodgers like, hey, man. <laughs> What's Dude, up? I'm can so you, uh, sorry, man. Can you please take please, me back? <laughs> please can I come home? Yeah, Devontae's uh, definitely not happy about how that how that's all been going. He has not been as good as people hoped. Um, not I mean, it's, I mean, the whole team hasn't been. No, no. I don't know why they got rid of Basaccia. Like, why did I? I don't. I don't know why they just like they, they they won with him. Uh, they got into the postseason with him. Like, I don't understand why they were so quick to go off get off of him. Like well, they were so quick because you know, what? Because they wanted McDaniel's. They wanted an offensive head coach. 
They want. I guess they wanted to like win a championship. That's what. I I, I mean, is Josh McDaniels going to win you a championship? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I I didn't even consider. I I didn't even consider uh, the Raiders even close to like the Super Bowl conversation. Not this year or next year. As long as they have Derek Carr, I don't consider them a Super Bowl contender. I mean, I I, I like Carr, but he's he's not. Josh Allen hasn't beat. So does Mahomes and Herbert. And as I said, Russ half the time. Like it's just I, I don't see, I don't see. There are so many teams in this league that are just. I feel like just rolling the dice continuously with some of their quarterbacks, and it's they're not going to win a championship with them. Yeah. I don't think um, the Dolphins are going to win a title with Tua. Yeah. Vegas yeah. isn't winning a title with Derek Carr. Titans, no, Ryan don't Tannehill. Let the Dolphins, don't let the Dolphins Twitter get a hold of this podcast. They're going to come for you. They're going to find where you live. Titans, You're Ryan so Tannehill. No, oh, no, 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 no. Tannehill's number one, the quietest number one playoff seed of our lifetime. Nobody yeah, even lost. nobody even consider them as lost, like the right, Super Bowl pick. To the Bengals. Yeah, they're number one seed and nobody even <laughs> had the first round by. The only team that had the first round by and nobody even like spoke about them. Like they were no, just no irrelevant. One, no one expected them to eat, to make the make the Super Bowl, and they did it because they weren't good enough. How about like how about the Browns one fourth quarter collapse away from being three and zero? And to be honest, if they want to be afloat for the playoffs late in the year, they're gonna need to be. I think I would say seven and four when Deshaun comes back. Like yeah. They're already like they're already. You know, oh, you know, there's going to be issues with him when he comes back. Like he's not going to play at the level he was playing at, like right away. Maybe he. No, I know that, but that. that level that he's going to play out is better than Jacoby Brissett's best. Oh well, of course. And they're winning, and they're winning. They already two and one with Jacoby. Yeah, I'm right out right be, out of the gate. They're two and one. I wouldn't be surprised if they could go like. I mean, I don't know what their schedule looks like, so I don't want to make like like let me look it up because I'm curious to kind of see like where I would I would put them like come these next few weeks. What um, their schedule is with Jacoby or when uh, Watson like up comes to, back? Up to Watson comes back. So they're two and one now. They really should be three now. I mean, they got the Falcons next week. That should be a win. Um, they got the Chargers, so you're probably looking at an L. Then they got the Pats. That can go either way. Um, I think they beat the pass. They got the they got the Ravens. I think that's an L. They got the Bengals. Oh, they do have a tall schedule. Dolphins L, Bills L, Bucks up in the air, and then you finally get back to the Texans. So when Deshaun comes back, I mean, out of all these games, I think like there's not a lot of like guaranteed wins. I think the Falcons they should beat, but then after that, like Chargers, that's a tough game. They probably lose. Pats, I think they beat. Ravens L, Bengals up in the air. Dolphins. Up in the air, but I think that's an L. Bills, L. Bucks. I think they could beat the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are that good. Um, but then you have Deshaun come back against the Texans. So like, I mean, they're two and one. If they were three and zero, you got that win against the Falcons. Then they really only need to win two more games, and like maybe you take one from the Pats and the Bengals, and then you're not looking right. bad. But and and the thing is, is the end of their season is tough too. I mean, like you got the Texans with the you know Deshaun coming back that week. That was perfect. That was, you know, somehow set up accidentally, quote unquote. And then Bengals oh, tough know. game, Ravens tough game, Saints tough game. Commanders should be a win. Steelers should be a win. But like, your schedule is not looking easy by any means. So that's, no, I mean, and the AOC is if if they're seven if they're seven and four when Deshaun comes back, I think that's interesting. 
Like, because yeah. like no nobody yeah. nobody is uh, considering them much a Super Bowl contender right now because they're Deshaun is suspended for eleven games. But if they're I'm saying I'm a Super Bowl contender because Jacoby's there. But yeah, but I'm saying if if, if Jacoby can win a couple games and he's seven and four by the time Deshaun comes back, then you got a chance at finishing what maybe with 12, 13 wins. I'm not saying yeah. they're gonna win every game with Deshaun. I mean, who knows? He hasn't played in two years or yeah. almost two years uh, by the time he's back. But uh, that's a tough division, though, man. I mean, yeah. I know the Bengals are one and two, but that's just a, I, I the Bengals. It's not. I hate when people say like, "Oh, what if last year was an outlier?" Like, how can one entire year be an outlier? Yeah. What are you saying? So 17 games were an outlier, plus the three playoff, four playoff games, whatever, were an outlier. Like, no, this is a good, this is a good Bengals team, and it was just like, I don't know, it was a Super Bowl hangover, I guess, happens. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the first time, and it's not the last. That's a tough yeah. team. They're gonna make the playoffs again, and then the Steelers, who knows, really? I, I, I don't. They're not making the playoffs, but. I mean, I don't think they are at all. I, I don't think there's any chance with Mitch. I mean, we'll see what happens when Pickett gets a shot, but yeah, will uh, Pickett even get a shot this year? That's a question. I mean, with how bad Mitch is playing, I guess you almost have to. But I don't know. That'd be crazy if Mitch went off for like 350 yards next game. I'd break out my Mitch jersey, even yeah, though it's Bears. That would be that would be super funny, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, I mean, those three teams, and then you got Baltimore. Jeez, I, I, yeah, Baltimore. I think is. I think line. Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins that division. Yeah. I think Baltimore, I, I could see Baltimore going like 13 and four. Yeah. And then you got, uh, I could see Bengals being so like in the mix right behind them. I'd say Bengals are like 11 and six. Like they're, they're a wild card team. Yeah. I mean, I think they're a wild card team. We'll see if they, they got to pick it up. Uh, obviously it's good first step last week, but they got to, they got to, you know, that's a get back game, dude. Yeah. Against the Jets. Yeah. A lot of games yeah, over the, the years against the Jets have been. Anyway, so. A lot of games over the years have been against. Uh, a lot of get-back games over the years have been against the Jets. Yeah. And well, the now, Giants as well. You know, we're kind of hoping, you know, Zach can come back and look and look good. And if he does, that changes. I mean, like, like I said, like. We could be bugging out seven days from now when we record next week. <laughs> like oh, if, 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 if no, but I'm no, but I'm saying I'm saying or the opposite like, too. Like. If yeah, he comes oh, yeah. back and he's like awful, they're like, oh my he god. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to cry. And, or he throws four touchdowns, and I'm like, he is the goat. <laughs> like, there's gonna be no in between unless he goes like, unless they somehow win, but he only throws like two fifty, two tutties, and like two picks. And I'm like, yeah, he looked all right. Like first game back, you know. But if he's if he's if he's awful and you want to rant, then you can just open the show next week. Oh, I, I may just start off like if he throws four picks, I may just be like. Hey, welcome to this episode where I'm just going to talk shit about Zach Wilson the entire time. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, but, I, that's, yeah that's, I, 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 that's, if he, that's if he's back, right? I mean, we're yeah, talking well, right now. It's Tuesday night. They I haven't they officially. Said, they, they, offic- they said it would take 24 hours, 24 to 36 hours yesterday around like, I think it was like mid-afternoon. And I haven't seen anything yet. I would yeah, I would have seen it somewhere. Yeah, I by now but, I would have gotten a notification. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, I, if I have to watch Flacco next week, I mean, honestly, not, I haven't watched the game. I, <laughs> I I can't. I don't know if I can do that to myself. 
I don't think I could put them on myself for that torture again. I watched you know what you could put on back. instead? What? Mass Singer? Mass Singer. <laughs> Tom Brady's I, on it, dude. Yeah, Tom Brady's premiering this week. I heard it's going to be sick. All right, dude. Anything uh, you want to get off your chest before we head out of here? Uh, no, just want to say that I was right about Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see next week. He's going to pop yeah, off man. like four wins in a row. Yeah, right. Back to the the NFC Championship game, game. they go. Back to the NFC Championship game, they go. And he's going to throw for like 195 yards per game. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. 21 of 35, 195, one touchdown, one pick. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Most dang at, most mid-quarterback of all time. They rush for 175 yards each game. Yeah. And they have have Um, four turnovers on defense. Yeah, right. Um. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good to me. Hopefully our teams actually win a couple uh, – win games this time around. Hopefully Zach Wilson doesn't uh, play terrible. <laughs> yeah, or let everybody down. Uh, but yeah. until then, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Episode 118 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, follow us on Twitter, at RyanHoneyESNY and at Robert Lettinen. And subscribe, listen to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Wherever in the world you get your podcasts. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.